ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. From some of the best elk hunters in the world. Across the canyon, pop up the other side and the wind is right at my back and blows right into it. I cut him off and say, I'm the best one, not you. I love it, man. I feel like I'm super blessed to call myself an elk hunter. To beat them at their game, to get them within that bow range, convincing them that I'm one of them. you got to close that distance really quick on him. And if he's going to engage that much, that's a dead bull. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast. Sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion. Pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. Okay, yeah. Good to see you, man. Good to see Thank you, you for yeah. sitting down with me. Do I need to put that on? No, nah, don't worry about it. I'll, no, it's not too bad. It's not windy. We don't have the wind. Yeah. Good to see you, man. So, yeah, uh, good to see you. We'll jump right in, dude. I was... Uh, uh, the first time I saw you, I don't know if you remember this. I'm going to remind you of it. We were at... We were at Northwest Mountain Challenge. You were walking in at Hoodoo, and I said, Dirk Durham, I love you, man. And <laughs> and I've always appreciated your attitude yeah. on the mountain, right? And it's it's always fun. And even through the frustration, it's always fun, right? Yeah. Dude, I watched the series that you guys filmed this year, yeah. and I got chills right now. And, and to watch that grind and understand to some point, right, to understand where you were at mentally and to look back. And I saw it in the intro and I was like, oh, this is going to be an amazing film series. Yeah. And you look back in that intro and you say, that's elk hunting. And I watched a couple of them two or three times. Dude, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was great to watch it, right? Because a lot of, and I don't, I'm not saying anything bad, with it, but I'm saying it. A lot of YouTube or a lot of what we see is highlights. Right. And the way that you guys put that together, and Jason and, and Ryan's parts were great, but to see you grind and just persevere and push and push, it was phenomenal to see that, especially for people that are consuming it. And we're, there's so many new elk hunters, and they got to see like the realism in elk and watch a guy that is, you know, top shelf to so many of us right and and just go out there and grind it out it was just it was phenomenal man and the mentorship um that you guys are providing in that filming yeah dude i, I had to say it i had to get it off my chest oh, before we it, it's just you. phenomenal how was that yeah. how was that hunt man it just yeah. looked like it an was ass tough kicker. man I, I got my ass kicked um 
I always say, and we hunted New Mexico in 2020, and it's kind of the same grind, you know, the edit you've seen for the 2020 hunt. I don't know if you watched or not, Loophole put that together, but yeah. um, unfortunately, they don't, you know, love those guys. But they, they put together like some really short, quick, fast paced, 10 minute films. Um, so it looked like a phenomenal hunt. Right. But what you missed out is the grind, and, and that it was the same kind of a hunt, man. It was just grind and grind and perseverance. And, uh, in 2020, man, I got I got pretty low a few times. Like, man, this this sucks. <laughs> this, this, we don't we don't know what we're doing. Like, we thought we kind of knew a little bit of something about elk hunting, but man, it was so humbling and frustrating. It's like, well, okay, shake it off, because you know, not every day is a ten. Not every year is a ten. Right. Most are about a solid five, right? So you have to kind of remember that and remember that how many times at the very end of the hunt things turn around. And that's exactly what happened for Lampers and Phelps. I'm just mad at myself. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm going to be mad at myself that I, I left at, uh, at the middle of the day on the last day. I'm like, up until that point during the hunt, every every evening in pretty, was pretty sucky. We didn't hear any, any bugles hardly, if any. Uh, and a big storm is rolling in. Everybody says, oh yeah, you get a storm in New Mexico and get a little bit of rain, man, the elk really fire off. And it had actually been opposite. Anytime we'd get some rain, the things would just shut right up. And I'm like, you know, we got a big storm, it's evening. I think I'm gonna go home and see my family a little, a little earlier, give myself a few extra hours at home. But um, they were like, no, we're sticking with it. And uh, they kind of went into a, just, a, just a little bit different spot than we'd been hunting and found them right. and killed. So uh, lesson to be learned there, you know, which I knew, but uh, you know, you gotta keep the faith and you gotta, you can't give up. Um, and I've preached that before, don't give up. And I did, and I, I regret that. And uh, you know, sometimes you have to have that gut check. Well, that's interesting, right? Cause I'll find myself doing that. And last year I was 23, 24 days on the mountain, just taking a whopping, hunting quakies, never hunted quakies before. And it kicked my ass. Yeah. But you, I got to a point in the hunt where I, I had tons of interactions. I had tons of call in. I had, it was just, it was, everything was perfect except I never drew back. Yeah. Right. And I got to, I was in camp one night and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go pound it tomorrow. I'm going to get after it. I know exactly what to do. I woke up the next morning, threw my boots on and midway, man, through getting dressed, I was like, I miss the family, you know? And I just was like, you know what? This was a great hunt. And I packed everything up and I drove and I didn't have a regret in my head until maybe eight hours into the 18 hour drive. And uh, then I, I was like, man, should I turn around? And I was, you know, but there's something about getting back to your family that sometimes it just calls harder than that bull, man. It does. It just, it's it like, does. I got to go. What's uh, so, so, you know, with all that and then you guys have, uh, the elk shape or excuse me the elk collective front which i've been consuming the hell out of that and that's another one we're here at the western hunting conservation expo right and, and a lot of what we talk about in conservation is protection of species and to see the species go on but there's a lot to be said about the preservation of what we love to do right um and that comes through mentorship yep. what what part of that does that tug at you is it is it a big deal to see you take your knowledge and push that forward to, to make sure that folks are successful in the woods and what what does that do for Dirk Durham you know when you talk about conservation and preservation of hunting and keeping those animals and what we love our passion for it on the landscape yeah I uh, I heard Will Primos once say it 
Um, he's, he's somebody, I, I love his personality and, and I've met him a couple times. He's actually like a genuinely good person. And he said one time, I seen him say on a film, he's like, if you can teach somebody to love something, they're gonna wanna protect it. And I think through elk hunting and, and sharing knowledge and education, um, I feel like the more people you touch and reach with that, the more people who's gonna wanna protect our, our hunting rights. Um, you know, and you know, sometimes we take a bad rap, you know, uh, if we're sharing on social, if we're sharing on YouTube, if we're, you know, maybe like something like the Elk Collective, you know, people, people sometimes get, have some animosity like, hey man, you guys are ruining elk hunting by getting too many people out there and, um, you know, you're blowing up the hunting spots and you're doing this and that. We're always very discreet on our hunting areas. Like we don't just say, hey, you should go hunt here or there. Right. We try to teach people how to go find it themselves. But we're not in this alone. We're in this all together, right? Um, and hunter recruitment for a long time across the United States has been down. And a lot of it's through younger, younger hunters. Younger hunters, we're, we're competing with instant gratification of electronics, of all these other things, these distractions of modern life. And it's really hard to get those kids to enjoy something like elk hunting because it's a grind, it's hard, but the the reward in the end is so good. And if you can kind of teach people to, to maybe do it ethically and enjoy it, do it in a, in a good legal way and to do it um, to where they find some success, they can take their kids out, the kids start liking it. Now we have more hunters. And as hunters, I feel like for so long, um, we've, I'm just gonna say it, and I've kind of found myself prey to this too in the past, like um, we, we, don't, we have these issues coming at us where anti-hunting groups wanna take our rights for this, or maybe it's gun rights or whatever, you know, and a lot of times as hunters, we don't, we're, we're just like, we're not the kind of people who just like wanna, you fight know, about fight it. back or, right. or get organized or put our money where our mouth is or whatever it is. Um, but I think the tides are changing. I think as hunters are, we're starting to find our, our voices together. And that's what it has to, we have to be good together. We gotta, we gotta quit bickering on social about bow hunting versus rifle hunting, or you guys did this, or you guys went hunting private land and you should have been hunting public land or what hey in the end we're all hunters we're doing the same thing same we're doing the same thing yeah. we love the same things let's promote it let's band together let's push back when people try to take it from us let's be positive let's mentor people and doing things the right way you know a lot of people are like hey you guys are getting all these new hunters in the woods but we're trying to teach them the right way to do it to be to, sh to show less impact you know you know we, when i hunt i try to be as low impact as i can because i want to come back and hunt those up yes, the next day if you show people how to do it the right way, maybe they'll be less impactful as far as spooking the elk out of the country. If folks have to just kind of learn, like I did in the beginning, just like trial and error, and like, I'm gonna do stuff and see if it works and scare things away. And I mean, it's good to learn from your mistakes, but nobody wins in the end by that. I mean, right. you know, you're maybe spooking away elk other people could hide. So um, yeah, I think I think given, this is my way to give back and like maybe, share the things I love and, and hope other people will love it too and, and want to protect it. Did you ever think, did you ever think as a hunter you would be where you're at in terms of being one of the guys mentoring hundreds of thousands of people? 
I've never, yeah, I've never. <laughs> you don't I even think about even, it now, huh? I don't even think about it now. Like when you put it in that kind of words, I'm like, I kind of blush a little bit um, because, you know, I, I don't know about that. But <laughs> well, it's I, I think people do watch, you know, there are a lot of people watch the videos and, and, and hear me on the podcast, hear me talk, and, you know, they want to hear a message. And, but, yeah, you know, I've never, like when I was a kid, you know. I could tell you get a little uncomfortable because you, you're looking at me and now you're like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was a kid, you know, I I always had such a, a passion for, for hunting, whether it was uh, whitetail deer hunting with a rifle or bow hunting for elk. Um, and I absorbed and read and, and devoured every little bit of hunting content growing up, um, not knowing, you know, I, I just, it, it's funny not knowing where I'd ever end up, you know, when I was, I was a, a junior in high school and I told my mom, I said, school is ruining my life. I could be elk hunting right now. There are bulls bugling right now and I'm in, I have to go to school. And she thought that was the funniest thing, you know. Uh, and from there on, like through most of my life, I'm like, work is ruining my life. Yeah, I'm at work and there's bulls bugling. That's <laughs> that's all I've ever, I've always ever wanted to do is, you know, chase elk, chase and, elk. And, and deer and uh, enjoy hunting and I would have never dreamed in a in hundred years that I would be working in the call in the uh, hunting dis- industry yeah. for a call company um, blowing on a bugle tube and, and, the, and calling that work I mean it's it's amazing I, I uh, and, and we sometimes get caught up in daily life it's like eh, poo poo this right. I'm, I'm beyond blessed right I, I, I I can't tell you how lucky I am to, to be where I'm at because I never really sought out to like to get here. Right. I never like someday I'm gonna go make it big or or go work in the uh, the hunting industry or whatever. Um, it just kind of happened and and um, I'm, I feel, feel super fortunate. You know, it's it. funny that you say that, right? They say uh, if you chase money, right, you'll you'll never you'll never do what you love. But if right. you do what you love, like everything else will come with it, right? And that's right. your prime example of that, right? And I. And, and maybe I'm harping on it too much, right? But for me, like, as, I, as I watch things, and there's certain people that I, that I look up to, right? And, and it's weird saying that, right? We both got great, great fucking hair. <laughs> but then you, you watch the impact of someone, right? And, it, and it's, dude, it, it's phenomenal, right? And I laugh a lot because um, you watch, the, you watch the, the Maverick compete against, you know, the pink thing, yeah. right? And... and in my head, it's, it has less to do with the color of that reed and more to do with the impact, the profound impact that you're having. I mean, how many elk hunters, how many how many elk tags are sold a year, right? Yeah. And, and to realize the profound impact you're having in what you're doing, because, dude, you can call. Like, I was watching that film, and I'm like, man, I, I've heard Dirk call before, but there was something about that film where that call, maybe it's that new bugle tube. <laughs> and it was just like, holy crap. Anyway, I, I digress. But to see the impact and realize that it's not about the red or the pink, it's about what you're doing in our demographic and how you're presenting elk hunting and yourself and that mentorship, dude. I gotta shake your hand on. Yeah, thank you. You know what I mean? Our our demographic and like you you know you kind of alluded to earlier, it's it's quite divided, right. right? And to see people that don't even realize that they are doing this dude it, it just i got the chills again it's it's phenomenal to me and that's one of the reasons that i started my podcast because it was just like there's so much divide and i think a lot of it we we focus on backstraps and horns a lot yeah. right and we don't yeah. look at the personal aspect and and the people parts of it and and how impactful it can be 
So I, I, I commend you for, for doing it. Maybe not knowing you're doing it, but you're doing it, right? Yeah. It's just, I love it, man. I love it. I, I respect the hell out of you, um, you know, for doing what you're doing. And, and you know, I'll, I'm kind of team purple, but, you know, I'll always be, I'll always be team <laughs> hey, red. Charlie <laughs> needs all the, you know, all the love he can get, you know, that, and that, that purple read of his, that thing, it's a great diaphragm, Dude. but you have to have some lungs to be able to blow that. Yeah. Um, but like the, some of the cow calls you can get out of that thing. Yeah. They're incredible. Yep. Um, so I, we give him a hard time. I'm like, man, we should market your your read some more just mm-hmm. because. But he's such a Charlie's funny. He, if you know him very well, he's like in our little group messages and stuff that we have. You know, we go back and forth. He talks a lot of trash. He's like a he's like a, <laughs> a keyboard tough guy, right? <laughs> talks a lot of trash. But man, in person, he's like like super quiet, very reserved, and and he's great at these shows but he gets so uncomfortable in crowds and, and it gets a lot of uh, anxiety around a lot of people but um i wish i wish he would kind of open up a little bit because i got some funny ideas to to do some marketing for his call but i've been uh i tried <laughs> to get him on and he was like oh no man yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> oh no man i'm like okay i'm gonna get you at some point but yeah you're <laughs> right that that call is i really like it i uh the softer the softer latex um was good in the beginning like I was you know yeah. the pitch black series I was I was blowing those and then I I think we were here two years ago and I grabbed one of the one of Charlie's reads because I was I, I still run yours I, I cow call on yours a whole bunch yeah and uh, I started blowing that through the tube man and it's been you know that's like my go-to now game changer yeah, yeah. It, it really is a good read man but yeah like our marketing we try to make it fun and lighthearted. Um, you know we're, we never try to like divide anything other than you know maybe we throw rocks back and forth between jason and i you know we're not trying to create drama throughout the industry because you know it's a competitive market you know calls there's lots of calls out there and uh you know we're just trying to find our people that like to want to do the stuff we want to do and have a good time and some people might think we're a little too silly and i'll agree my my wife will tell you she'll be the first and she tells me she's like dirk you take it too far uh, and she has to kind of rein me in sometimes because I'm like, oh, yeah, because I got a weird, funny sense of humor. And uh, she's like, okay, you just need to back off. Hello. You know, you say that, right? But it's it's actually nice to see because we take ourselves so seriously. Right. Right? So, I mean, for me, like, I've never seen anything that was, well, I'm pretty bad, right? It was never nothing ever off-putting, but I got, I'm probably extreme, you know, I'm way down the hill for most. But it's nice because we, we just take ourselves too GD serious. Oh, yeah. Man, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's nice to see it come in. And you guys are a successful call company. You know, Jason brought you on. And, I mean, it's, sorry, it's the best call there is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you for saying that. You know, and, and there's some, there's some uh, interesting stuff that goes on amongst hunters, man. But I think you guys do a really good job of slapping it all down, right, by the mentorship. I mean, everything I've said, you know, that lighthearted approach with it, and uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's it's like a fool's game if we don't think that uh, we could smile about it and laugh about it. Yeah. Well, I always say, man, you get, you got to laugh about it, you're going to get pissed off, yeah. right? And you get, try to go to the humor and try to find the, the lighthearted or the funny part is about something or make fun of myself because... You know, I'm just a man. I'm not perfect, and none of us are, right? right so, man, right. find the funny part about it. Laugh it off, and like, okay, I'm not gonna be mad. Like, you know, 
there's too many things to get mad about these days. You know, That's if we right. focus about all the all negative. the politics and all the negative and the divisive stuff going on, man, it, it's death. It's crippling. It's and a lot of people fall prey to it. I try not to, and I sometimes fall into it too. And like, okay, I gotta, I gotta turn, turn off the Facebook, shut off the, you know, the social media. Look around, go out, go out and social, socialize with people. And people everywhere are good. There's just yeah. good people. And on a daily interaction, if you can get out in public, how many times do you have any issues with people? Hardly ever. People, when you consume all the crap. On both sides of the aisle, it, yeah. don't, it don't matter. There's just good people everywhere. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just got to remember that. And then I try to laugh about the silly shit that <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh. And some of it, people are like, that ain't even funny. But It's funny. Yeah. It's just funny to the right people. It's right. a small handful of us. Right. That's, uh, I fell victim to it, man. With all the crap going on, I had... Probably seven or eight months. I didn't want to do anything. Yeah, I was like, I, and I'm, you know, what well, was I was in Southern California, and uh, that was primarily because that's where we were. That's where work was. Yeah, and uh, you want to talk about being in the mix of all the crap. You know, it just it's unreal, man. It just it'll it'll play on your psyche like you wouldn't believe. I hit September, and it was just like I'm never going back to that. Yeah, you know, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, but yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm. I'm glad you guys take the approach you take, man, and it's, it's phenomenal to see the growth. How's it been under the under the the mediator umbrella now? How's that translated? It's, it's to you good. Guys? You know, we went from a very very mom and pop operation, very little planning. You know, most businesses operate like real business. Like, okay, let's have marketing plans, let's have budgets, let's do you know, let's have our our shit together. Well, man, it was like a like a hey Phelps, you want to do this? Ah. Eh. Sure, let's do that. Hey, you want to buy this? Yeah, let's buy that. Hey, you want? You know, I mean, it was just like a day-to-day, bounce it off ideas. You know, we didn't plan too much further than a week or two. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Um, but I feel that's that's super great to be able to do that because as as the year goes by, different things are a topic or are in people's heads. So it's easy to react quickly right. whenever you get an idea to to do something. So um, I love that. And we still have a lot of that kind of autonomy as far as, you know, the freedom to, to do those kind of things. But it's more it's more corporate structured. You know, we need to have our budgets. We need to have our, our marketing plan for the year. We need to have you know, all these things. But those 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 guys at Mediator, they're just like, hey, you guys know, we don't know how to build calls. We don't know how to, you know, we're leaving that to you guys. Um, we're going to give you better tools to accomplish the mission, you know, better accounting tools, better tools to, to track inventory, to make sure we order enough inventory, you know, all these all these metrics to measure what we've done, what we could possibly do, you know, analyze everything. That's, that's really important because, you know, we always kind of thought, oh, I think this is working. And, and uh, to have those kind of tools to see what, you know, to show on paper, oh yeah, that is working. Um, and then quantifiably turn around and react to it. That's been really, really good. Um, so I think Steve Rinelli, you know, he's he's like, you know, this we are a corporation. He's like, but I'll be damned if I wanted to feel corporate. You know, right. he was very passionate about like wanting to keep a small company feel mm-hmm. uh, because he don't like big corporate type stuff either. So um, it's been good. It's been good. It's good. Yeah, it was it was crazy to see 
the difference, right? And that's all I've really used is Phelps calls. But to see where it was at, and then boom, there's this, boom, there's that. I'm like, oh, there it is, you know. But it was, it's nice because there's all these ideas brewing, and I'm sure in your head yeah. and Dirk's or in uh, Jason's head and whoever else, and then they get to become fruition a lot faster through, yeah. you know, through that uh, that change there. And uh, at first, I was like. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, don't do yeah. it. You know, don't do it. And then I was like, man, I don't, who gives a shit, right, about what I think? And I'm just talking to you. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to see this, you know, because I didn't want to. Right. That was one of the things that I loved about about Jason and the company was that it was this, this dude just started something out of passion. And I was, and who gives a fuck about my opinion, but I was scared that it was going to lose that mom and pop or that yep. family type yep. feel to it, right? And I haven't seen anything but just gold coming out of the out of the the think trust since yeah. man and it's been pretty cool and then listening to that metal tube it's like holy crap yeah that thing crushes it's so loud um and it's it's neat it's unique enough to where um we were awarded a u.s patent you know it's patented uh metal bugle tube so um that that's pretty cool to hang your hat on that Heck yeah. you know and and we didn't you know jason and i didn't come up with that idea a friend of ours it was actually a guy i used to work with when i used to work at night Force scopes back uh-huh. in the day uh one of the engineers there he uh he's like hey man i got an idea about this metal bugle tube i'm like eh, i don't know metal <laughs> it seems that sounds heavy or whatever and he's like no hear me out he's like he in himself personally he'd always struggled with hitting that really high-pitched note and have it be loud so it was kind of he, he created this idea out of a necessity like I've, I've really struggled with that I think I think I want to figure this out so he, he gave me some prototypes um, I played with him and, and he was right it was super loud so we worked with him we made a couple revisions on the on the on the shape and design to where you know optimize back pressure and, and sound quality and stuff and, and then make some mouthpieces for it to where it worked great, great. and uh, man it was it's been a huge hit. You know? Yeah, that resonance that oh, comes off yeah. it on that high note is is just sweet. It's amazing. Yeah, it's and sweet. you know a lot of guys will be like, well, how does it compare in sound quality to that plastic tube? Because the plastic one, the big one, it's got some thump to it, mm-hmm. you know. And I love that that big tube and, and the thump. But if you get out 50, 60, 100 yards away in the that. timber, right. you don't really pick that up anyway in a plastic right. tube. You kind of lose it. Um, and I listened to Jason because he used that that metal one strictly last year. And listen to him call from a distance. I'm just, it's got very elky tones to it. It sounds really good. So um, yeah, I was I was really thrilled to to hear that in the field. You know, just hear hear the way it sounded. And the elk reacted. You know, he 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 went on that Steve with that hunt with Steve and in New Mexico and had a great hunt. And then he came over and called for lampers and the thing worked great. So. Um, yeah, that was one of those innovations. And then we have that uh, easy bugler mouthpiece that goes on it for folks who can't use a diaphragm. Right. You know, and there's a lot of people out there, you know, maybe it's just the gag reflex or there's a lot of folks. I do a lot of elk education on how to teach people how to use calls in a year. Um, probably 150 people a year at least, you know, hands-on digging in on how to use the calls. And I'd say probably two out of ten callers have like a narrow palate. Um, so a standard palette won't fit in there. Um, even smaller ones won't fit in there, and they can't even make a sound with it. So this new Easy Bugler works so good. You don't have to worry about that. You just put it on your bottom lip, 
you can bugle, you can chuckle. Most externals, you can't chuckle right. with beans with it, right? Yeah. But this thing just kills it for chuckles. You can turn it sideways on your lips and buzz your lips on it and do that lip ball type oh. sound, that real growly, nasty-ass big bugle. You can do that with it. So it's kind of a do-all. And, and so that I think that's been part of the success story for that metal tube is also just being so capable um, for both sides of the fence whether you use a diaphragm or you need an external it's just kind of a do-all and then you guys came out with that that narrow palette diaphragm too right yeah, that mini one yeah. and it's it's a true mini the the frame itself is tiny um, in comparison to a normal one. Um, and also the tape cut. The tape cut is very small. I call it the princess cut. Yeah. My, my brother, <laughs> my brother, he's got a little bit, like some of his teeth, the way they're spaced or whatever, he kind of bites a little bit on the, on the on tape, the on a standard one. The, the frame is okay. It's just the tape. I said, I think you need the princess cut on your diaphragm. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, that's what I was, so we were at a, one of the archery shoots last year and there's a, there's a kid there and he's, you know, five, six years old and he's a stud behind his bow and he wants to, he wants to blow a diaphragm and I'm sitting there I'm like get me scissors and I'm trying to teach him you know and I'm yeah. cutting and, and what I saw was that once we got the fit on the tape the problem was the frame yes right and and to see that and as soon as I saw you guys release that I text his dad I'm like dude here it is like this is it for him and he was able to do it with you know just cutting the tape but that that right. frame size um, and shrinking that down man that's the money yeah I'm gonna have to come and check out the external because my wife she called for me a little bit last year uh, but she was hoochie mom in. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, it'll be nice because she was like, man, I wish I could use that daggum diaphragm and call. And we got another another tube with the uh, external and she couldn't use it. Right. It was a bite down and she just couldn't. It, it just sounded like junk and she wouldn't call with it. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to come over and check that out. And I'm, I'm curious on that metal, too. That resonance. I was... Uh, I was split, right? You, you become a creature of habit. Yep. And I was I was split, right? But I can hear the difference in how that sound is just coming off of that. It's like, yeah, it's sweet. It's not as hollow right. as a metal tube. Right. Or excuse me, as a plastic tube. Yeah, it, it doesn't have that plastic sound at all. So um, then it's got a neoprene cover on it. So one complaint we get a lot from hunters is, you know, that daggum big old tube is noisy when you're going through the brush and you hit a little bit of brush and it's all <laughs> makes noise, you know, rattles around. But this new tube, it's it's got a neoprene cover between that and the metal, it's just dead, you know, dead in your hand as far as like knocking into brush and stuff. Is it an aluminum or? It's aluminum, aluminum? Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man, on the resonance. So before we wrap, because I know you're busy, um, Jim Huntsman. Yeah. Me and Jim have become really good friends, man. Um, I that, love that, that guy. Is a, that is a salt of the earth. Yep. Truly drinking seltzer. <laughs> we, we go back and forth a lot, man. And uh, and I know you guys hunt. Um, Jim means a lot to me now. He's he's just a good dude. So yep. let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Jim yeah. Huntsman and, and yeah. the kind of gentleman that he is. He's he's one of my favorite people. Um, he's kind of got that unabashed approach to to his opinion and Everything. like being a, a masculine man, mm -hmm. right? Um, he takes pride in being a man. He's a Marine, you know, he fought for our country. He just, he's a man's man. Yes, and sir. he's funny. He gets my sense of humor. Um, we can talk, well, it don't matter. I mean, we can pick, I can pick up the phone and call Jim and just start rattling about this or that. And, and before you know it, oh man, 
we've been talking for an hour and a half. I got to get off here. I'm sorry, Jim, it took up all your time, but man, I love that guy, and and I love what he's doing on his podcast. You know, he's doing some great great things there too. Yes, he is. He's uh, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. He's writing a book. Yes, he is. And uh, I got to read the first chapter. Did he send that to you? Yeah, he's and, he's been posting bits and pieces of it too. Yeah, and he, you know, we're all our own worst critic, right? And he's just like, I don't know, man. You think it's I'm like, it's great. Yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of like the, uh, something that lights on a lot of our minds, you know, as 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 strong. Um, Men are strong, you know. We're we're masculine men. What what is it? We're toxic toxic masculinity. Yeah, toxic. There's a lot of we're that toxic masculinity running through my bones, you know, because I'm proud to be a man. And, That's right. And and I'm I'm proud that women are women, and <laughs> and they can do so many more things than I'll ever be able to do. You know, there's there's so much better. At, <laughs> a lot. I, I just suck at a lot of things, <laughs> and I can appreciate about that about yeah. the, the the greater sex, as they may say. But um, anyway. Jim, yeah, I, I can't dude, say man. enough good things about it. the first. I was on his very first podcast, and I said, "Yeah, man, you want to just like talk on, you know, do it over the phone?" Or he's like, "No, man, I'm coming to your house." I'm like, "Wait, you live like, live like four hours away?" He's like, "No, I'm coming." So he drove all the way. That's when I lived up in BFE, Idaho, you know, up in Orfino, up in the, in the woods. Uh-huh. He come up there, and, and we sat down there, and I don't know, we we went, we met for lunch first. And, and we had a couple beers and had some burgers and then we went to did the podcast and I immediately knew Jim's my he's kind of guy. guy. He's, yeah. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He uh, So we've been doing these co-episodes for oh. I think two or three yeah. months now. And uh, we had talked about it and same thing, right? You just have that energy together. And we had talked about it for months. And I go, dude, we keep saying it. Let's just do it. And do there. I mean, I've done a lot of episodes. And those are some of my funnest episodes is when we get somebody else on. And we just get to we just get to rant and piss and moan. You know what I mean? And, and But to see the impact. And the reason I bring Jim up um, is, is to see the impact that he's having across the board, right? Yeah. And and just the things that he's talking about and passionate about and how he's pursuing that, you know, it'd be a disservice to to sit down with one of, you know, what he considers one of his best friends and not bring him up, you yep. know what I mean? He's just a good dude. We love you, Jim Huntsman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just a good man. Yeah, I, I like I, him a lot. That guy is something else. Oh, and he's stuck up in a... I don't know how's this snow doing. You know how snow is, man. He was fubar, bro. Yeah, he was. I'm like Jim, you need a bigger tractor, dude. He was. Uh, he's like we were podcasting or supposed to, and he's like, look at this, man. And he's you know driving up the drive, and it's four foot of snow, and he's like, dude, I don't know if I'm gonna make it tonight. You know, I'm gonna be jumped on to do it, and he's like, I gotta go. And then I think we were on for 20 minutes, and he yeah. had to jump off. And yeah. We ended up doing it. Something was falling. Oh, wow. <laughs> Something was going down, but yeah, he's he, Jim's a great guy, man. I feel bad. He, we went bear hunting last spring, and we've been plant, planning this this bear hunt for quite a while. And he's like, he's like, man, I'm really sorry, but I just sold my house and I got to move. And, but but you can still come up and go bear hunt. I'm like, dude, you know, you don't have to do that. I'm like, I know what it's. I I, I had just moved within you know within the last year. I'm like, I know what you've got to move mountains to get moved. I. I I understand. We'll do it another time. He's like, nope, I need a break. <laughs> the missus, she's probably, she's not real happy right now. <laughs> He's like, I need a break from this movement. I got to get out in the woods. So we went up and we hunted bears. And, and uh, of course, you know, everybody says baiting bears is cheating. Those people have never hunted bait, bait yeah. before. I mean, the bears come in when you're not there. 
a lot of times at night. Like, so we didn't connect on bears. But what we did, man, we sat around and bullshitted around a campfire and giggled like little couple of schoolgirls and, That's and talk, talked elk hunting strategies. He showed me some of his elk hunting spots, bounced some ideas. And we kind of talked strategies and, and different things. And man, it was just, it was a great trip. And we didn't even see a bear. <laughs> Heck yeah. But that's the kind of guy yeah. that you could do that with, yeah. right? Because you could share camp with a lot of folks, but it's it's those kind of folks that make a hunt, yep. right? No yep. matter the tag notched or not, at the end of the day, it's who you're sharing that camp with. I think that, at least for me, that stands out a lot of times more than the hunt itself, yeah. you know? Yeah. It takes a special person to be able to spend a whole week yes. or 10 days even in the backcountry. Try a month. Yeah. Or a month. <laughs> I mean, tempers flare. People, there's emotion. It's an emotional roller coaster. Hunting is emotional. I mean, there's so many lows and so many highs, and the lows get low sometimes. Yes, sir. And sometimes personalities conflict. and. And to be able to find somebody, somebody that you truly uh, find as a friend at, at the end of something like that, you know, and, and, <laughs> you and admire, yep. that that's a special friend. That's a special person. So. Yeah. At the end of that hunt, you know. I mean, that's your. You know what I mean? That's your people. And I've heard you say that too, right? I just do me, and I'm going to find my my people will find me. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know, and that's that's one of the perfect ones right there. Well, I won't keep any more, man. I appreciate I, it. I appreciate you sitting yeah. down. It's yeah, always a thanks. pleasure talking to you, man. It's, it was fun. It's great to do it looking in the eyes. Yeah, so yeah. Thank you for what you're doing for the community, and, man, yeah. keep at it. And we'll, yeah. Well, know. thank you for the podcast, putting yeah. these out. I mean, you know, it's good. It's building our building our tribe as hunters, getting people together, finding like-minded individuals, yep. and spreading that good, positive message. Yeah. This is the best place for it, man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you again. I love this place.